Well, hi, folks. Welcome to our Travel Time podcast. Today, I am speaking to Sam Green. Sam is the CEO at the City of Playford in South Australia. Uh, I first met Sam some years ago on a leadership course at uh, Manalyzer Executive Education. Sam was one of the younger members of our senior leadership course, but he already stood out uh, considerably on that course and his, uh, his, the other senior managers would not be surprised that he's now in a CEO role. So welcome, Sam. Thanks, Richard. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, good on you. Now, Sam, I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about the city of Playford and the role of the CEO there. Sure, we'd be happy to, Richard. The uh, city of Playford is located in northern Adelaide. We're on the metropolitan fringe, um, often called a peri-urban council. We have uh, quite a strong urban spine, but we also have uh, a lot of rural and hills face kind of land. Uh, our biggest challenges are uh, our heavy growth at the moment. Uh, like a lot of outer metropolitan councils, we're experiencing significant growth. Uh, of our city with uh, probably about a thousand new homes built each year and that's just ramping up uh, which makes us one of the 15 top 15 fastest growing councils in Australia actually so um, that's one of the how big uh, is your council how big is the population of them geographically 345 square kilometers and population wise 95,000 but predicted to grow to 130,000 over the next 20 odd years right Um, uh, we have a, a proud history, um, first established as, as the city of Elizabeth back in the uh, mid-50s, which was considered a, uh, a premier satellite city of from, from Adelaide at the time. Um, and uh, over time, uh, the city's grown and there's been amalgamations that have, uh, with a council to the north to create the city of Playford. Um, so, yeah, that's that's who we are. Um, we have a very diverse demographic. We have some parts of our city that uh, have a, a, a disadvantage index equivalent to the uh, APY lands, and then we have parts of our city which are, are quite affluent. So it's right. uh, quite a diverse community. Uh, and age-wise, we're very young. Our median age is 32 years old in our city. So, right. um, so uh, um, particularly young. Yeah, and how long have you been in the CEO role there? Uh, I was I started acting in the role in September October of 2019 uh, right. and was uh, sorry 2018 uh, and was appointed formally in September 2019. So uh, I think it's about two and a half years now. Right, right. And uh, in terms of some of those challenges, in terms of the growth and all that, what are you attempting to do as a city and a council to handle all those? Our particular challenges um, relate to the provision of infrastructure, um, some of the basics around stormwater infrastructure, uh, roads and park infrastructure, but particularly social infrastructure, ensuring that these new communities uh, have all the facilities and access to all the the various elements that make up a strong community. Um, Our legislative environment in South Australia is such that the councils often have to fund a lot of that up front, Right. Um, which means we incur a lot of debt. So Playford, Playford's debt level at the moment is $130 million, which is reasonably high for a 
a council. Right. Um, so we have the challenges of, of working with the community around managing debt um, whilst providing the appropriate level of, of service for uh, those new people moving into our city. So that's, that's particularly difficult for us. Yeah. And wasn't Elizabeth where General Motors were, was once based? Am I right thinking that? Yeah, you're spot on, absolutely. Yeah. So um, General Motors Holden uh, was the backbone of this community for yeah. uh, for six decades. Um, and it was only a few years back now um, that uh, they actually shut up operations and have, have now left the site. Um, the right. site does have a new owner, which is great, um, who's working really hard to uh, regenerate jobs activity on that site, um, but yeah, that that's been a big hole for our community over time. And that's just one site. There was a, a huge supply chain that supplied jobs in this region. Um, right. I often talk about the fact that kids in schools in in this area would, on careers day, would basically pick one of two lines. There was the line of those going to Holden, and then there was the line of those who might, might want to do something different. Right. So, so our challenge now is to create some more lines uh, yeah. for those kids to. Uh, to, to get into and, and find some local jobs. Right. What is the employment picture like in your city? Uh, unemployment picture. Yeah, the unemployment picture is not particularly pretty. Uh, our unemployment rate is about 15.7%, which is twice the uh, Adelaide average. Mm. Um, particularly for young people, unemployment is high. So for those, those people under 25, unemployment rates are, are up around potentially 30%. Uh, and underemployment is huge in this city. Right, um, right. So it's not it's not good, um, but we're working hard to do what we can to try and bring jobs to this region and and to find pathways, educational yeah. pathways for our young community to uh, to work their way into jobs in the future. Yeah, and you mentioned that Elizabeth, the G, uh, General Motors site is being used. What's it being used for now? Uh, so it's being converted slowly into an industrial park. So right. the, the current owners are bringing in uh, manufacturing and industrial type activities um, that they're, they're able to attract there. There's still some hope and desire to potentially bring back some form of automotive manufacturing to that site at some stage, which looked, to be honest, looked unlikely um, probably pre-COVID. But it's interesting how I think people's views on on localization of, of employment and jobs has changed post-COVID. So I actually think it's got a bit more life today than it perhaps did before the pandemic. Yeah, isn't that interesting that we might start supporting local manufacturing again? We may do, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, Sam, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your own personal history and, and you know, how did you, uh, what's been your leadership journey? How did you end up in a CEO role and, local government? Um, yeah, happy to. Um, feels like ac- like an accident, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the plan. It's um, usually the case. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started uh, out as a town planner. Um, right. so that's my professional training. And well, that's not so accidental. Then. No. Um, and, <clears throat> and because of that, I, I found a job in local government uh, early on in my career um, and again wasn't necessarily drawn to local government was at that stage just looking for employment in in my chosen profession yeah um, over time I, I guess I found myself being inquisitive about how we could do things better um, 
from an operational perspective, which kind of draws you towards the leadership role because that's where it looks like you've got more capacity to, to make change. And when those opportunities presented themselves, I sort of stuck my hand up and, and had a go at it. Uh, and it didn't take too long before I realised that um, leading people uh, on a journey was what really attracted me, not so much the profession itself. So over time, I've sort of left my, my planning roots behind a little bit um, yep. and uh, obviously been focused on what it means to be a leader. Um, um, I came to Playford nearly 10 years ago. I came here as a, a general manager, uh, just wanting to broaden my professional horizons. And I think you the, may have been in that role when I first met you, if I'm not yes, mistaken. That, Yep. yep, that's that's correct. I was, uh, and again, didn't have necessarily any particular drive to become a CEO at any point in time. But I was reasonably young, and and at some stage, that again, the desire kicked in to sort of try and and lead from the next level of management. And uh, uh, when the opportunity sort of presented itself along the way, um, the the C the C former CEO departed the organisation. The council put me in the acting role, and even then, I. I was probably in two minds whether I wanted it in from a long-term perspective, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty addictive when you get to the privilege of leading an organisation like this with the challenges that we have, and it just really appealed to the, the leader in me. Right. Uh, so when the opportunity came to stick my hand up and take the role on ongoing, I, I gave it a go, and and I'd proven myself, I guess, with the council over the preceding twelve months, and got the role. And so you are enjoying it. You enjoy that that role. Absolutely. I guess you're um, on the spot now. It's a bit hard for you to say no, isn't it? <laughs> no, I do. I, I really do enjoy the role. Um, I often say that the, the good days in local government where you have a really good day at work are pretty pretty fantastic. Um, mm. Equally, like all roles, there are days that you'd uh, rather forget too. But on the whole, I, I really enjoy what I do and consider it a privilege to be able to lead a great council serving a great community. Yeah. So uh, with this uh, this journey you've been on yourself in terms of leadership, what would be some of your key lessons or reflections or insights that you've had about, you know, what does work, what doesn't work when it comes to leadership? Yeah, I think... Um, I, th- I think around about the time that I met you, Richard, I mm. was... Um, I'd been in what I'd describe as the more operational side of management, um, some of those roles which are closer yeah. to the front, front line. And I think understanding um, the work from a technical perspective and having really good structure is pretty important in those types of roles. And yeah. um, I remember when I did the course with you, that was a bit of a career-changing uh, experience for me because I had the confronting realisation that, the style of leadership that had got me to that point wasn't going to be the style of leadership that I needed to take into the future. Right. So when you get into those more senior executive roles where you really need to be more aware of what's coming at you externally and what the future might look like and you have to position your organisation for it, that takes a very different skill set to, to delivering on today's work. Yeah. Um, so I think one of my lessons that I've learned was that you, you need to be able to prepared to change up your game as a leader, depending on what your role is, and particularly as you get higher into leadership, um, you need to start looking outside of yourself a lot more. Um, yes. And that's where you need to make sure you, you tap into peer groups and, and other thinking. 
uh, and uh, and make sure you're listening probably more than talking. I think that that's definitely been a, a lesson for me over time. Um, from a how you lead people perspective, yeah. I, I really feel like I've been on a journey and I call it the the parenting to partnering journey where right. <laughs> um, I find a lot of leadership um, starts out as parenting because you care for your people um, yeah. and you protect them from the things around them and uh, and I think that works fairly successfully and a lot of people like working in that kind of style of of relationship but the real mm. power comes from what I call partnering which is where you don't protect people from uh, everything that's going around them but you stand next to them and support each other through it so I very much have a philosophy these days around how I partner from a leadership perspective as opposed to parent and I could talk all day about that but we don't have time today but um, that was a big big lesson for me um, and, and a big learning for me um, driven a lot by um, some reading I, I've done over time from a guy called Peter Block yeah um, uh, talks about stewardship etc and I, I've been fairly inspired in my leadership by that kind of thinking yeah fantastic and Sam, uh, one of the things that stood out about you when I first met you was uh, how thoughtful you are. And it's obvious you're still applying that asset you have to your present job. So, look, thank you very much for this interview and all the best for the future. Thanks a lot for having me, Richard. I appreciated the chat.